0: Hello, humans! Welcome to Chacharone with Candy and Noodle, the monthly chat show podcast about all things now, then, and tomorrow. It's a little politics, a little art and science, and a whole lot of feminism. Liberal as fuck. Welcome back to Chacharone. I'm Candy here with Noodle.
1: Hi, Candy. Hi, Noodle. How you doing? I am doing all right. It's been a week.
0: It has been a week. It has been a month. For me, it has been a month. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, you mean politically speaking, it's been a week. Yeah, I, politically oh, speaking, oh, it's been that, a like, week. Like,
1: I mean, this week has been okay Okay, oh, for good. me. I mean, good. Things, things are fine. Uh, a lot of things have happened, though, personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Lent. It is Lent. So I gave up complaining for Lent. Which I got to tell you is harder than you'd think, but a really exciting challenge, she said positively. Uh, I get to spend a lot of time thinking about a different way of looking at things. So instead of being like, oh, my God, my whole body hurts, I have to be like, thank you, body, for the work that you have been doing so that we're sore now for like working right. out. Because I've right. been working out a little bit. It's, it's happening. Uh, and, and you know what? I feel good about doing it, whether or not my form is good, whether or not it's effective. I feel like, oh, I'm doing a thing. And that's, that's really hard work. Yes. Uh, but it's good work. It's the good work to be doing, to really trying to be more positive. Not that I'm like a negative person, but I bitch more than I should. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to restructure that. And I was talking to, to somebody about this. And they're like, oh, my God, is that got to change your life? And I thought, it might it could. I mean, what if, what if tomorrow I'm the most positive person that's right. ever positive? Will you still be my friend?
0: I will. I mean, I might be like, oh, my God, Noodle again. Yes, I know. <laughs> the sky is blue. Oh, my God. You'll be like Alec Baldwin on Friends? <laughs> yes. Not every A glow with the light of a million fairies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I am going to be Alec Baldwin, right? right? For sure. That's okay. Massapequa. <laughs> <laughs> There's really no friends reference uh, that isn't the right reference. Yeah.
0: I mean, it just, it, it applies, man. It applies.
1: So yeah, that's what's going on with me. Yeah, good luck. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I, I feel positive about it. Okay.
0: There you go. It's already working. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I, uh, I don't have, I mean, I have positive things going on. I'm maybe not actively that positive. Like I am going to make this positive choice. No, no, things are, things are good. Uh, you know, minus yeah, you know, I was like sick for a month and like all this crap that happened and blah blah blah. I missed my car; I was in a car accident. It sucked d. Um, but other than but life is good. That's the important thing. I'm ju- just be positive, right? Man. We're um, luckily, we're here doing this, right? It's not I, so bad. I am in a position where I can have a rental car and I have a shop and like I have a job that'll let me go do the thing. So positivity, insurance, insurance, right? Buy your insurance, guys because you never know. Seriously, this sucks super hard. Um, And speaking of sucking super hard, this week, Uh, this this month, uh, we are going to talk about another heavy topic. We are talking today about gun control, uh, because again, it's something we can't ignore. It's all over the place. Let's just have the conversation.
1: We we were going to continue our our women in power conversation, but the topicality of right now, it, it's right. too big to not talk right. about Right, and,
0: and the the women conversations can, will never not be relevant. Not that gun control isn't relevant, but like, you know, that, that's something that can go over a longer period of time, and this is something that too much has happened in the last 72 hours to not have the conversation right now while it's fresh and like say our, say our things about it. Um, uh, before we do that, we are going to start with, as usual, what you read Noodle. I am reading two books right
1: now. I am reading Pitch Perfect by, hold on, let me reach over to where the book is, and uh, by Bill McGowan. And one, this book is excellent. Candy, you actually recommended this book to me because I was bookless, which is a very serious fear that I have. Pitch Perfect is—it's essentially media training. It's about how to say the right thing in every situation, how to present yourself, how to do public speaking, how to run a panel, which we'll talk more about later. Uh, basically, how to say the right thing the right way the first time, and it's yeah. excellent. I—I uh, I, reading it, I recognize some things that I've heard from other leaders. I've seen some completely new stuff, and I'm like, oh, oh, this is going to help me uh, professionally. This is going to help me doing the podcast. This is going to help me. In my personal life, when I talk about things to people and don't rub them the wrong way all the time, she said positively, this is going to be an improvement. And I really, really am deeply enjoying it. I I think it's great. Uh, I've recommended it to a couple of people already. And yeah, pick it up. Pick it up if you ever talk to anybody ever at any point in your life. It will improve it.
0: If you're communicating. Basically.
1: Yeah. If if you ever feel like somebody is looking at you and looking to see what you're going to talk about. That's the way to go. And also it stresses the power of index cards pretty heavily, which I can get behind. I
0: am super in for index cards. Index Those are cards. important. I
1: think that's like tip number two when he mentions it throughout the book. Nice. Have a have a heavy, heavy stock index cards. Yeah. So that is Pitch Perfect by Bill McGowan. I am also reading a really, really lovely cheerful fiction book called Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore by Robin Sloan and it is a cheerful little book it's got some mystery it's got adventure it's got a little bit of romance but it's it's just it's just a non complicated not depressing not dreary there is a goal there is accomplishments there is joy there is friendship and it's a feel good book I really, really, really recommend it for a light, easy read when you don't want to have a lot of conflict, when you just want to like breeze through and have a nice enjoyment. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. I'm going to read everything else he wrote. He also wrote a book about sourdough bread, Ooh. which I am very into. Yeah, uh, You sourdough know, I like books and, no and I like carbs. Yeah. 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 Sourdough has no carbs.
0: No, I said no cards. Oh, no cards. And no cards. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, the, uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's my sweet that's spot right, right there.
1: <laughs> Really, <laughs> that is a Venn diagram of the things that we like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I recommend it immensely, and we will post pictures this time for real because I realized we didn't do it last time. This time for real, we will post pictures of the book right after we're done here.
0: Yay, books! Oh, and that's that is perfect. That actually sounds really, really cute. I, um, I was just saying recently that I need to plan to stagger my books because I do have so many great books right now that I'm set to read that are very real and political and things that are happening and activism and women and and the world, but I'm, you know, I don't want to get crabby, and I don't, I'm, you know, everything kind of, you know, we are constantly being hit in the face with things that are, like, too much, like, too deep, too many things at once, I need a moment, I can't think straight, so, like, I'm going to... Yeah, you know, I'm going to read this. Um, I'm going to read Recovery by Russell Brand. And then I'm going to read Alien Sex Chronicles. You've got to back and forth. I you think gotta, that's a good choice. Yeah, so that'll, give that'll your brain all kinds of workouts. Make
1: you feel good. Yeah. Um, and then we received in the mail just very recently The Misconception Files by one of our listeners, Julia Stonehouse. So, Julia, I want to say thank you for sending these books to us. And this will be featured on our next What yeah, You Read Noodle because I'm going to read this between now and the next time we record. So really looking forward to it, to hear... Uh, about what you have to say, hmm. and it's cute.
0: It is. It's got a great cover. It's got a big hand. Cover is important. That don't judge a book. It's nonsense. Right. No, judge your books by the cover, guys. I'm in. sorry, It's a cheery
1: yellow. Maybe
0: that's maybe that's crappy. That's okay. The book uh, the cover, it's important.
1: So that is that is what I am reading. So Candy, what is going on in Phantoms Anonymous?
0: Uh, sadly, not a ton, mostly because everything is on hiatus right now, uh, due to the Olympics. Uh, you know, whatever. I mean gay Olympics and yay like athletes, and I, I feel really good about it. But I got the funniest text from my friend earlier who was like Okay, Olympics, it's time for Supernatural to come back. Every week is crap. Like, this is, we get it. And I said, I was like, we get it, you can ski. And like, you drink milk, like, fine. But Supernatural. Um, Everything is on hiatus. This episode is going to air probably, you know, within the next five days. Um, And in that time, uh, The Walking Dead will come back. The Walking Dead comes back Sunday, uh, February 22nd, uh, which is this Sunday. And I am real, real excited. Uh, oh my god, Carl! Seriously, I can't. Uh, I can't, and I can because I feel like what's happening is really going to pull the group together. Whatever, um, as well as Agents of Shield, which will be back March 2nd, which is kind of a bummer. I wish it was sooner because uh, I miss them and like a big thing happened, you know, cliffhanger, and like I need to know what what what, what is what's is happening. And Cliff-
1: I have just started watching Agents of Shield, so I'm not going to be caught up by the time it starts. But no, you are not. I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna put some work in. I'm see, excited. I'm see so if I can excited. Join you in this fandom because just, you have a lot of fandoms that aren't my fandoms, mm-hmm. but I feel like I could get into this one.
0: I obsessively like a lot of things. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> True facts.
0: Uh, I know. I'm super excited because I, especially the first season of Agents of Shield, which is the first season of any show, which is kind of off, and you know, everyone's getting to know each other, and you know, the first season of any show is never the best season of the show, except but, for
1: Firefly. Except for Firefly. Oh, well, uh, too soon. Damn it. Oh, Fucking that hurts. Fox. Um Firefly <laughs> 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 ending too soon jokes are always too soon. Always too soon. But also always relevant we somehow. We got so
0: sad for a second. We were like... Aww. Mm, silence. Um, <laughs> uh, the, but the first episode or first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. really does have the this just phenomenal ending and if you are a fan of the MCU which is uh, still can't express enough the fact what they're doing with that show <laughs> and you've heard this a thousand times um but what they're doing with that show with connecting in between the movies and how they're moving the MCU forward with the show is completely unheard of and working so well and i in my personal opinion one of if not the only one of the the comic-related shows that's working—it's now five, six seasons in, and it's really, 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 really good. Um, but the the ending is amazing, and it ties into the MCU so well. At the end, if you don't cry a little bit at least during the last episode of that season, you're dead inside, and you should have yourself checked.
1: I'll let you know if that happens. Yeah,
0: no, you will. Uh, you, I mean, I'm you, sure I'm you're gonna, gonna cry, cry, right? i am i am a, I'm a, um, I'm yeah, you're gonna cry. I do want to mention that Drunk History, the last two episodes have been phenomenal. We have got uh, season f- uh, season five. It's in episodes five and four. Um, one dealt with, uh, I don't know if you watch Drunk History. If you don't, they tell three stories that are things about history, and everyone gets drunk, and then they tell the story, and then the narrated story is reenacted by other people. It's its phenomenal. You should watch it. It's great. Um, they did the story of Gwendolyn Sanders and the Birmingham Crusade, which is the children that walk out in support of Martin Luther King Jr. and what he's trying to do. Uh, and there are some very famous pictures out there which are horrifying, but it's basically the police... Um, taking these children down with giant hoses and sticking dogs on them and it is extremely relevant to what is happening today so I highly recommend watching episode 5 and uh, episode 4 covered Nichelle Nichols, uh, Martin Luther King Jr and Star Trek and her connection to that as well as uh, Gloria Steinem's undercover work at the Playboy Club so they've all been really really awesomely relevant and just fantastic so check them out and that is that is it, right?
1: No, we want to talk about Black Panther for two seconds. Oh yeah, Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther, four hundred million dollar opening weekend. I just Hell just yeah. hear that number, four hundred million dollars. Um, the women in this movie are life changing. They are not in just inspirational. They are life-changing. I have never wanted to be a warrior as much as I want to be a warrior. i was never been like a spear kind of person. <laughs> Dude, I'm a, I'm a weld a spear. So uh, it's wield, I'll wield a spear. Um, these mm. women are amazing. And Shuri, as, as the 14-year-old the uh, chief tech officer of Wakanda... Holy fuck, it is life-changing for the next generation of little girls coming up and looking at this and thinking, yeah, I'm in. I want to make stuff. I want to own the technology. Uh, It's amazing. Everybody in this movie is so beautiful. And the costumes, the costumes are the most well-done thing I've ever seen in a movie. Just the uh, range of culture that's represented, Mm. the history, the detail, and the messaging behind every single piece of what people are wearing, it's just it's phenomenal. I loved it. You need to see it. If you haven't seen it, yeah. see it tomorrow. See it today. Go see it right now. Pause this
0: and go and see this
1: movie
0: because mm-hmm. um, it's it's life changing. I mean, Wakanda forever. Oh my god, I I haven't seen the movie yet. Dying to see it. I actually haven't entirely caught up MCU wise. I've been behind a little bit, and I'm because I'm one of those people. Well, I have to watch them in order because like oh, cutscenes, oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, you gotta see Civil I War. I haven't seen. Uh, Spider-Man, but the rest I've seen. So leading up to Infinity War, I should probably see Spider-Man, but I'm not concerned that it's going to ruin anything for me. I, I just saw Ragnarok. I can see Black Panther now. I am so excited. And I feel like I have been waiting forever to actually see Wakanda. We got a little bit of it in, in Civil War, but I, uh, uh, I'm i so excited. It does not disappoint. Yeah. I'm, and the, the costumes that, that people wore to the, the... Oh, my God. They were all amazing. They were all so... Beautiful and it's amazing s- to
1: see people, specifically Black people, be so proud to be there and proud of themselves and and take up space in a way that we don't really see right now. To own an area, I saw this these um, YouTube videos of these little girls dancing mm. in in the full military gear, and I was like, oh, "Fuck nice. yes!" Ooh, they that. they are dancing and they are loud and they are singing, and it is just so inspirational and beautiful. And I'm like. Absolutely! Everybody, take a giant step back and give these little girls all the room they want to
0: get the fuck down and yeah. be badass little own, girls. Own this that situation. It's wonderful. That I loved really it. I,
1: I think. I think it's life changing.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course, I had. I did have a moment looking at, at the way, and I, I shouldn't say I, they weren't all costumes. A lot. There was a lot of very traditional dress, um, but the, there is a picture floating around out there about two, uh, with two gentlemen. Gentlemen. Was, that's not something I say very often. Interesting. It's like I should be wearing a monocle. Fancy. Yeah. Um, dressed as characters from Coming to America. And there were a few of those all, all over the country. And you know what? Love the world, really. That was so cool. I was like, oh, yeah. yes, that is. It was great. I loved it. It was gorgeous. Um, okay. I was yeah, kind of like, let's just talk about.
1: I know. That's all the fun stuff. Yeah, but now just... we're going to talk about some real serious shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, We are going to start in regards to gun control in general. We're each going to give our base opinion on guns, et cetera. Uh, And we will start with Noodle.
1: Uh, I am not a gun person, kind of to say the least. I am a little bit, a little bit plus terrified of guns, just like in general. Um, I always thought I'd be the kind of person who had like a little derringer in my purse. Turns out I don't wear purses (laughs) almost ever. Um, like a little tiny gun, you know, like those, like, noir detective exactly. guns. Exactly, yeah. uh, Turns out I would shoot myself right in the foot because I do not have the fine motor skills to have a weapon on me consistently. Uh, one of the first, I mean, not first, but early dates that my husband and I went on, we went to the gun range, and it was great. I mean, I loved it. I shot a little handgun. The kickback was terrible. Uh, I, I, I'm i a reasonable shot but it is—it's not for me. It's not my jam. I am not a gun person. No, you're not.
0: Mm-mm. No, um, I am a gun. I'm not a gun person. As in, like, yeah, guns. I'm—I am okay with guns. They don't uh, scare me, which is—I don't know why that is. It's not like I've been around them my whole life. I'm from the Midwest, upper upper Midwest. It's not like I grew up around guns in in any sense. Uh, I didn't. I have one police officer in my family. I don't know why they don't like scare me. Um, but I've never had a problem with guns and I don't own one. I think I, I would own one. I, I know people who own many. <laughs> um, and I, I don't have issues with, with guns in the home. I don't have issue. I don't even have issues with, um, a hand gun being in the, in a home where there are children. That actually doesn't bother me either assuming that that person is a reasonable human, you know what I mean? I mean, there are... Gun lockers, bullets somewhere right. there else. there are you deviations know, all those pieces. to everything. <laughs> those you know. pieces. But, you know, responsible gun owners can have a gun in their home with children in the home. That's that's not an issue. Um, and, I, you know, I am someone who's like, yeah, Second Amendment, totally. Like, we should be, we, we do have the right to bear arms. I am 100 and, a, you know what, I am a gazillion percent <laughs> in... Uh, for gun reform, it doesn't work. Everything is... It, I, I have so many issues with the gun laws in this country, um, but the fact that I'm cool with guns almost doesn't matter because, like, the conversation is so so much not about whether or not a gun, ma- in, my, in my opinion, whether or not a gun makes you uncomfortable, but what we are doing with... Them, they're not going to go away. What we are doing with them, we have been so irresponsible, and that really makes me... Uh, in regards access. to the conversation. The, the a- access yes. to guns is,
1: is, is where we sit. Absolutely out of control. So yeah. access to guns yep. being the biggest problem. And not just any guns, but the assault rifles. So right. in the last, I'm going to say five years, but it might be less than that. We've had Parkland. That's the Stoneman Douglas uh, that just happened that killed 17 people. Sandy Hook in 2012 killed 28. Uh, Vegas with the highest number currently of 59. Uh, The Sutherland Church in Texas had 27. The Florida Pulse Nightclub had 50. It was the highest for almost a year, but then Vegas with 59. Mm -hmm. Uh, San Bernardino was 16. Fort Hood was 13. And Columbine, which essentially started this entire conversation, of, uh, of 15, and I realize I'm missing Aurora and the the movie shooting.
0: There's a few, yeah the the yeah, Batman there's, shooting. There's, there's a few other and ones in there. Unfortunately, that's that's part of the problem is we can't. There you can't just remember them off the top of your head. I mean, you kind of have to do pretty pretty solid research to even come up with a, a real number, which is unfortunately fluctu- fluctuating every day.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's looking at that list and the fact that we can't pinpoint any of these moments means we're we're in big trouble here in the country. There's something has got to change, something has got to give. And every time something happens, the immediate response is, oh it's too soon, we can't talk about this now. So what about if we talked about Sandy Hook now? Or what if we talked about Columbine now? Or what if we talked about the pulse shooting now? Is is now the right time? Right. And the answer is consistently no, it's not. But I think I think we need to talk about it instead.
0: So let's talk a little let's bit talk. about let's, Parkland. Let's, uh, let's start with what we know about Parkland, and then we're, we're going to move into um, some other specific relevant topic points. And I, I also don't think that this is going to uh, be something that comes up only once over the no. course of our, our show. Uh, so let, let's start with Parkland.
1: So what do we know? We know that Nicholas, whatever his last name was, mm-hmm. uh, 19-year-old, came into the school that he'd been exel- expelled from and he killed 17 people with a AR 15, 27, right. who cares? Mm-hmm. Some right. some variant of an automatic rifle. Yeah. Uh, there was an armed guard outside who did not come inside. An armed guard whose job was to protect these people and he didn't come inside. And these people died. These children died. Mm-hmm. These 17-year-olds, these 16-year-olds died um, Four of those 16-year-olds were members of the ROTC, uh, the uh, junior ROTC program, mm-hmm. who died saving other people, who died holding open doors, who died in a situation that essentially they'd been training for, and even with that training, died anyway. Right, uh, Died protecting others, and that's amazing. That's an amazing sacrifice. But I keep that in mind, that they talk about training, and they talk about preparedness, and they talk about arming the people Everybody still died, even with that training. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens next? Now, now that these children are dead and they're starting to bury them and the parents are meeting with Congress and the parents are, are calling out
0: what's happening. And the kids. These kids
1: are not fucking around. They are
0: so, so done. And I think that might be the only, sadly, the only thing that is... Immediately noticeable as different. Not that children haven't spoken up after all of these others. They have. Um, there have these meetings happen every time this happens. I-, I wish we weren't in a situation where we were talking about the frequency of this and how normal the next steps are because that alone is the problem. Um, but I love. Love, love, love these children and the moment that they are taking and the fact that they are done because the truth is the adults around them have failed. And I cannot be prouder of this generation of people for doing what they're doing.
1: So I was thinking about it this morning that these kids are a little bit older than, a little bit, a little bit older than the kids would be from Sandy Hook if that, if Sandy Hook hadn't happened. Uh, Sandy Hook was in 2012.
0: So, those kids would be in junior high. So, those kids would be in junior
1: high, and they're the same age that these kids now were when Sandy Hook happened. And it's old enough to remember and think, oh, no, no, we don't want this to happen. This cannot be a part of our reality. And so I think that they're carrying those children with them and those mm-hmm. memories of those children, and they're absolutely outraged, and they're not interested in this shit anymore. So Emma Gonzalez of the Shaved Head and of the We Call BS speeches is mm-hmm. out there hollering her damn head off. And oh my God, when that girl turns 18, she is going to change the damn world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma, if you are listening, I don't think you are, but like just in case this gets right. you somehow, please run. Run for every single office you can. Oh, run and run and run and work your way up and make a difference because mama you are changing the world Mm and already and so these kids have been appearing on cnn they headed to florida state capitol to meet with the lawmakers um they hosted a lion in D.C. They've been posting videos and replying directly to the criticism, refusing to allow the narratives to change. So that's one thing that happens frequently. The NRA, which we will get to, uh, has a tendency to change the conversation, that to take over that conservative and be like, "Oh, you want to take our guns? This isn't about guns. This is about other things." These kids are saying, "You weren't there." You didn't see that gun. That gun wasn't pointed at you. And they're replying directly in a way that nobody else has before, Mm -hmm. that they're refusing to be gaslit. They're refusing to let somebody control a narrative that affects them directly. And, and they, they are very, very serious. And there's this, this horrible backlash against them that people are saying, Oh, these are teenagers. What do they know? And they're eating Tide pods and so on. Mm -hmm. And, Oh. And if that's their argument—that these kids are too emotional at seventeen, at eighteen they can buy their assault rifles—exactly.
0: Uh, is, that, is that a big change? Right. Are you going to have a different conversation in a year when all of those children are old enough to join your club? Two months right. for for a lot of them. Kids kids are registering to
1: vote today to vote
0: in right
1: at any moment now. So I think I think that these children, these kids, these teenagers are really, really changing the conversation completely. They're refusing to allow it to be taken away from them. They're saying, hey, adults, you've had your time. Step aside. We're going to we're gonna handle it now. And interestingly, the same people who are saying that at 17 they're too emotional and they can't possibly be acting on their own uh, are the same people who said it was okay for Roy Moore to want to sleep with a 13-year-old.
0: And I'm pretty sure probably the same people who think women are too emotional mm. and should be treated for hysteria. So... Sure. You know, there's a there's that bubble of people.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's it's pretty it's pretty ugly out there what's happening. The some of these survivors and their families are receiving death threats. Like that's that's what's happened to our country that shooting survivors are getting death threats for speaking out. And you
0: it. and a child that you feel like you can berate publicly is someone who's allowed to have an opinion if you feel that they're old and mature enough to handle that kind of conversation and, yeah. and criticism.
1: Otherwise, like you're the biggest dick on the planet.
0: Right. All of you. Yeah.
1: So, so, what is the NRA saying about this? Hmm. I mean, the first one is obviously hard stop, no change. That is that is right. the NRA first speaking point. Hard stop, no change. No raise in in uh, age for buying assault rifles. No decrease in availability of assault rifles. Absolutely not. You're infringing on my rights. How dare you? I'm a patriot. you're a you're a snowflake. blah, blah. That's their first bottom line. That's of their heart, absolute always. first first touch. Their second touch is, this is the media's fault.
0: Absolutely. Which would not have been an argument four years ago. But is now step two. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, Trump seems to think that he can swing the age raise to 21, but the NRA is saying, meh, no. Um, And uh, Mr. LaPierre, Wayne LaPierre, was speaking at the conservative meeting of conservative people i don't know what it's called it was it was yesterday and he said that guns are our god-given right and that this is an attempt by the liberal media to revoke them guns are not a god-given right puritan party is what we should call it puritan oh i like it yes because good god they want to tell us how pure they are
0: bs yeah
1: so, God-given right to guns, which is nonsense, because I'm pretty sure, I mean, correct me if I'm missing a piece here, the Constitution was written by by men, right?
0: W- written by men with... with Other white men in mind? Other, other, well, written by lots of white men. Yeah. Yeah. In the real world, where we can touch things, and they're tangible, yes. and we can hold them.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, LaPierre also restated his belief that more armed security would stop the school shootings, and... Uh, calling on parents and local authorities to beef up security on campus. So they want to
0: arm our teachers. Yeah, so do you you want to break this down at this point? Do you want to pause to break down two parts of that or do you want to uh, I'm going to
1: I'm going to say two more things yeah, about the yeah, NRA okay. and
0: then let's talk about what arming our teachers is actually going to look like.
1: Um so so what is happening in response to the NRA's just just nonsense. Um, the New York Times took out a two-page ad calling out Congress for who takes the most money. Uh, John McCain, we're looking at you. Marco Rubio. Yeah. Uh, lots of money. John McCain, you are not a maverick, as it turns out. You are a NRA puppet. No. And there there was this really great town hall with CNN where some of the survivors from, from the shooting were there. And this kid, he directly asked Marco Rubio. He asked him three times, are you going to stop taking money from the NRA? and Marco Rubio refused to answer. Just hedged and danced and shimmied around and you could see the oil dripping off of him from his slimy slimy so self. So great oily. And he kept talking about his agenda. Fuck you, Marco Rubio. The NRA owns you. And uh, and it's and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But at least he had the guts to show up because the governor, mayor, head of Florida didn't show up. At least Marco Rubio had the guts to show up, but like he was a dick. He of was course. a dick the whole time. And he felt okay about about looking that kid in the face and not acknowledging that he was the problem. So yeah, um, the NRA originally was not founded for sliminess.
0: Right. Yeah, we did a little research because it the NRA to us almost feels like you know it definitely feels like one of those groups that what it is today is not what the original point of it was. And, and truthfully, we didn't know enough about it. So we did a little, little bit of research um, to kind of see if we can understand when and where you know, the, uh, the NRA changed and became a different symbol than it, it, it was initially sent out to be.
1: So it was founded in 1871 for gun safety and science. Yay. Which is interesting. It was about like learning the science around Yay. using rifles,
0: forensics.
1: Um, but basically, it almost immediately started being a lobbyist group, and the first thing it wanted to do was tw- it wanted twenty five thousand dollars to buy some land to build a rifle range, right? Like sure. that seems very reasonable. You have to and keep then, up your marksmanship to be a, an NRA member. Yeah. And then it very quickly became a super PAC, like mm-hmm. the first super PAC. It's one of the three most influential super PACs. And I mean, they're they got a lot of subdivisions, but ultimately, they are pouring money into the coffers of the people who are willing to vote down gun control
0: laws all the time, which uh, is extremely obvious now. Not so much a hundred plus years ago, uh, but we. It seems like that's what they do now, which is which is unfortunate because I don't I don't believe that any every NRA card carrying member is one of those people. I don't think that that's everybody's intention when getting into it, but it is all we hear about. I mean, they've certainly sullied the the good name. Absolutely. The politiz... How do I say that? Politization? (laughs) Politization. (laughs) Listen, it's politics, guys. It's the politics and the bureaucracies (laughs) that make this, the NRA, unfortunately, those three letters, very concerning.
1: Yeah, I mean, they started in 1934 with their Legislative Affairs Division to work officially on Second Amendment issues. And in 1934... The gun technology wasn't even close to what we're looking at now.
0: No. Uh, no.
1: So how, I mean, even let's let's go well back to when the Constitution was written, how is it possible that that same verbiage, bare arms, well-regulated militia, can apply Applies, to okay. assault rifles. Like it, it, it took 15 minutes to load a ball bearing, essentially, into a long tube, and then you powder, and you tamp, and you do things, and this, I you mean. push the shit
0: down. You have right. four pieces that go with your weapon just in, to make it fire time, once. In that time,
1: I've emptied four bump stocks into you. Ex-
0: exactly. Uh, and the, everybody's died in the room. Uh, let's. Okay, you ready? Let's break it down. You ready? Arming the teachers. no. Uh,
1: is that what we're on? Or are you guys what did on? you just
0: say? Uh, arming the teachers. Ar- no, okay. yes, let's break it down okay. before we do that. So the three main things that we have really talked about here is the NRA and, and the political uh, influence of that group and how that is affecting uh, the laws and what is happening right now. Uh, another is arming teachers, and the other is uh, the students and the activism and kind of the next step and what is actually happening right now in a conversation that... Absolutely we all need to every single person needs to pay attention to and we have to have. So let's start with let's start with arming teachers.
1: Okay. So Trump has said that he thinks arming teachers are a good idea. And the internet is full of people saying arming teachers are a good idea. The internet is also full of teachers saying, What the fuck are you talking about, guy? I don't I don't want that. There's this great uh Hashtag that's trending, that's arm me with, mm-hmm. and it's teachers listing things they prefer to guns. Yeah. But um, did a little analysis and thought about just, like, some of the questions that would have to be answered by the, you know, education department before we start actually arming any teachers. Um, so, I like, first of all, it's worth noting that these the, the student survivors are against arming the teachers. Yeah. Like I said, there was an armed guard there and he was not effective he, he didn't didn't go into the building I mean that's a whole nother kind of he
0: I'm sure he doesn't have the training and that's a whole nother conversation about people in power not having the proper yeah. training
1: yeah. And, but I mean it's a human failure but it's an example of institutionalized reliance on weapons not working that the idea that that's going to be a deterrent right it didn't work so right. there's there's exhibit one not a good idea uh and so But that aside, the logistics of it. There was a great thread on Twitter about this, and I've pulled some of that, and I've pulled a couple of other questions that I came up with. So let's just kind of start with the basic. Who pays for the guns? Teachers right now are buying supplies for their own classrooms. Where are we going to get the money to give them all a Glock? Uh, Who pays for the training? Because there's a ton of training involved in having a gun.
0: Especially after, let's just interject, uh, the fact that thanks to the tax changes, those teachers cannot write off their fucking certification that they have to have every single year in order to maintain having a legal gun license.
1: Yeah. Do, do you think that they're going to be able to write that off or? Right. Because so no?
0: they can't write off yeah. their pencils. So um,
1: is this, do you think this is going to be part of the college education course for their major? Like you go to school for secondary education and, and you take a semester of gun class. And so where do those equipment, where does that equipment come from? Um, what if a new teacher refuses to carry the gun? Do they not get hired? What if a tenured teacher refuses to carry the gun? Are they going to get fired? Uh, what if, does the gun belong to the school or does the gun belong to the teacher? And so what happens to the gun on the weekends?
0: Where does the liability fall yes. depending on who owns the weapon?
1: Right? I mean, does, do we just leave a stockpile of guns at the school all summer long? How long does that last? Uh, what if the feature, a teacher fails the training for gun ownership but is a great teacher? Do you have to fire them? Uh, What if the parents refuse to send their children to a school that has guns? Do you suddenly not have any kids in your school? Uh, What if a teacher fails the background check but is otherwise an excellent teacher? Do you have to fire that teacher or do you keep them and then you have to tell the parents why they failed that background check? Where are the privacy laws there?
0: Oh, good question.
1: Um, Who tracks the gun licenses to make sure that they renew it every year? Is that just going to fall on the poor secretary? The admins are in charge of of that? Of course it is. Uh, how many, what is the gun to student ratio? Like, is it one gun per classroom? Is it one gun per person? Is it a hundred kids to one gun? Like, who decides those numbers? Like, what's effective? Um, what if a teacher misreads a situation and shoots a student on purpose in the wrong time? Like, oh, I thought he was going for his gun, but he had a pencil instead.
0: Which is something that police officers deal with every day. Yeah.
1: How's that going, guys? Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. not not great. great. Not yeah. great for anyone. Uh, what if a teacher accidentally shoots a student? The gun falls out. Who who's responsible? Is the teacher responsible, or is that the school's problem?
0: Oh,
1: and how long is this going to take to implement? You know, to get to get all of the existing teachers suddenly trained on guns and guns in hands. How long does it take to get new textbooks? And uh, and if we can't afford health care, but we can afford to buy guns for all of these teachers, like where is that money coming from? And also, I think it's really important to note Philander Castile, employee of a public school system, concealed carry permit, shot in his car.
0: Oh, good.
1: right? Say his name. That happened. How are we going to stop that from? Are we only giving guns to white teachers? Because that's another conversation. Oh,
0: that is an entirely never con- another conversation. Uh, here Here's what's should be so extremely obvious about this conversation that, bullshit we should not be having this is another i'm sorry it's another distraction it's another pay attention pay attention to this while this goes away and then here's something else for you to look at let's talk about arming teachers which is absolutely a conversation no one should be having the 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 logistics of it alone are the bureaucratic bullshit what did i say earlier um i can't even get my friggin mail on time you guys are going to implement this system the friggin the the obamacare which i completely agree with another conversation um the entire fucking internet fell down for like, like 10 hours. Too many people like, were on we the website. We cannot implement that kind of change. It will never happen. It will never be regulated properly. It will take so long to be regulated properly. And the last thing we need to do is take away the influence on young people to become teachers. We need more educators. We do not teach our, treat our educators well enough to begin with. So- The idea that we're going to not look at the fact that we don't pay our teachers enough, that we don't have, that our classrooms are overfilled and we don't have the right kind of training for teachers in a lot of situations as it is. We're going to add on top of that, you need to be a marksman and be comfortable killing a child. That is not what they signed up for. So the conversation, the fact that it's even happening is so pointless and time consuming and kind of gross that I'm... I'm just amazed. I'm amazed at, at humanity. That's how I feel about it.
1: So my mom was a teacher. My mom taught English for a long time in, uh, in middle schools. And I think about my mom in this situation. It's horrifying. And mom, thank God you're not a teacher anymore, and you're retired, and you're safe, and you're yeah. coming out here, and you're going to live around the corner from me, and I don't have to worry about you. We're going to go
0: to lunch all the time.
1: Yes. But that aside, I think about my mom in that situation, and armed or not armed, the shooter comes in and my mother has to decide, do I protect these children here around me or do I get to go home to my own kids safely? And we don't want anybody to have to make that decision. Because I'm, mm. a, I'm a grown-up, but what if I was 10 years
0: old? Right. And it's- police officers make that choice the second they take their oath, which, again, pe- power, police officers, et cetera, that is also another conversation. Um, but those people... Those peace officers, those protectors of civilization have made that choice to go through life with carrying that weight for the rest of us every single day. Your mother carried the weight of nurturing, nurturing minds and growing children and hoping that one day they may be the kind of person that chooses to nurture another mind or protect civilization. That is not what she signed up for.
1: No, and, and we're going to lose teachers.
0: We're going to. Which we cannot afford. That
1: next generation is not going to be a the teacher if they have to the, shoot people.
0: At this stage, in our very recent, very sad, very disgusting history, um, it, we can't afford to lose teachers because we already don't have enough. And the teachers that are walking into these schools every single day know that today could be the day. That there is a shooting at their school because there is no rhyme or reason. It's random and it it's every every school, every age bracket all over the country. They are already walking in there to teach your children knowing that they could be in danger. They are already taking that extra step that should not be something they have to think about. I mean,
1: this is not a country that I recognize when, when this is happening.
0: Will, and well, And I think we're also, we're gonna do uh, a little something about American culture and what it means to be American uh, coming up, you know, very soon. Um, but that is very true. It is, it is hard because I have always been someone who, you know, when I was a young person, I was like, conspiracy, it's aliens, government, nah, it tell us the truth. And I, of course, I got older and got a little smarter. And I was like, oh, my God, mass hysteria. No, that's dangerous. Keep that to yourself. You know, <laughs> you hit an age. Um, but I have always been grateful, and I still am, to have been born in this country, to have been born so many generations in when, for me and my heritage, the extreme atrocities had faded. By the time I was born, I was very lucky to be born into a home that wasn't filled with carrying that kind of weight and rage. And fucking lead paint. Like, Well, it was 82. That's a little lead lead paint. But
1: it's coming back. And no
0: seatbelts. I know it is. It's
1: coming Um, back.
0: But it's hard right now. It is hard to both recognize your privilege and and how lucky you are based on the rest you know other things that are going on this is you know what okay i mean i'm I'm happy i was born here i'm happy at you know but things are so broken and the inability to recognize what's broken is really what's going to tear us down and it's a hard place to be and it's really hard right now to be proud to be an american it is it is very very difficult
1: and what's making it worse i think right now in this specific second is the split between conservative and liberal and mm-hmm. East Coast, mm-hmm. the coastal elites in the middle of the country, whatever you want to call it. Right. And I think a very good example of how broken we are right now is around the conservative backlash
0: that's happening to these kids. I do, really quickly, if it's okay, yes, before we, please. I want to I read, I, I try to kind of look around the interwebs and get the vibe of like the response to these things. Um and regarding arming teachers specifically, I do want to read uh, my friend Natalie, her, her response to this, which was posted on Facebook and probably in other places. Um, also, I've been drinking, guys, obviously, because I'm like real passionate. Um, this is my favorite response to the idea of arming teachers uh, in our schools. Natalie says, not only is it laughable to think the same government that won't give teachers money to buy Kleenex for their classrooms is going to buy them all weapons and training, but it's also psychotic to ask the same people who have committed themselves to educating children to be prepared to murder another person. Self-defense or not, pulling the trigger on a fellow human is more than most of us are capable of. So many of these shooters are children themselves. It's unthinkable. If you have someone in your feed saying arming teachers is a solution. Feel free to tell them your friend Natalie, daughter of a teacher who refuses to bring a gun into her classroom, thinks they're an asshole. And that pretty much sums up my general feeling on arming, arming teachers. I agree. Yeah.
1: yeah. I agree. So the people that don't feel that way, the conservatives, <laughs> let's talk about these people. Yeah, let's. Uh, and I mean, I lump them all together because it's not, it's not all of them. Absolutely not. It's not all of them. But man, the ones that are out there behaving in this manner should be so ashamed of themselves. It's staggering. They are accusing the students of being crisis actors. What the fuck is that? Students that are enrolled in a school, students that are surrounded by their classmates, students that live in these towns, they're saying, oh, you're too intelligent. You're using democratic talking points. Uh, Maybe they're Democrats. I'm just going to put that out there. These are kids that are about to register. Maybe they've been paying attention. Maybe they're watching. Maybe they are passionate and they care and they're knowledgeable. Just because you get your information from memes doesn't mean they do. Um, they have been getting death threats.
0: How disgusting I write is like, that? what
1: is that? Um, Benjamin Kelly, who is an aide to, Floridia, to Florida politician Sean Harrison, was fired for saying that he thought that they were actors. He, he was like, ah, oh, this isn't a real thing. Fired. Thank goodness. Thank
0: goodness. There's a thing that um, was done correctly.
1: The video of David Hogue in California on vacation was trending number one on YouTube until it was removed, promoting it as a conspiracy theory. Because these are people who've never left the state and don't understand how that goes. Yeah, you know what? That kid was in California on vacation. And if you look at his Twitter feed, he's like, I'm going to California. And then he went to California. And then guess what? He came back to Florida and this happened and he survived it. Um, a a right-wing commentator, uh, said, was talking, oh my God, this is DeSauza. Oh my God, Dinesh DeSauza, who's like the worst person on the planet. First of all, he's a crook. Um, he, he posted under a meme of these children reacting to the fact that Florida refused to vote on, you know, hear this, this assault rifle ban. They were there in the room when, when Florida's, um, I think it's their state assembly said, nah, dude, we're not interested. Mm-hmm. He posted adults one, kids zero. <gasps> Worst news since their parents told them they had to get a summer job. <gasps> Who the fuck is this guy? Um, I mean,
0: that's, I'm over uh,
1: right? That's unacceptable. Mm. How dare he? How dare he sit that. there with a smug, ugly face? I'm sorry. This man is smug and ugly. I'm not, I don't even care. Um, <laughs> And then he issued this, like, meh, it was at the media. It wasn't at the kids' apology. No. Nope. Fuck you, bullshit. You know, you know who
0: wasn't in the room getting shot at? The media. You were fighting politics, and you know who's your political opponent right now? These children who want to overthrow people like yeah. you. These
1: kids who have recently been awash with their friend's blood. Cool. Cool. That's, that's an easy victim for you. Um, they talked about the children are, like, engaging in politically orchestrated grief for the benefits of the camera. Like, fuck you, guy. And also... Tommy Lauren or tommy or whatever you pronounce her name. Like, fuck that girl right in the eye. She is the worst of them because she should know better. She should know better because she's our age and she saw Sandy Hook happen and she has seen these kids and they could mm-hmm. be her children. Mm-hmm. They could be her children. They could be her friends' children. They could be her cousins, her little brothers and sisters. Like, fuck that woman.
0: Here, Here is, um, Okay. <laughs> First of all, I don't know when it became appropriate to attack children. It's something that we do all the time. We do it with paparazzi. We do it with our government. It happens consistently. We blame our children for everything. We blame them for the stock market that we killed. We blame them for the fucking housing market that we destroyed. And being of that Gen X, E, we'll fucking talk generational titles later. uh, Being of that generation gives us in our mid-30s to mid-40s, the opportunity to say, fuck you. We have watched this happen our entire lives. Give these children a voice. Let them speak. Because the truth is, we are at a position, and this meme has been floating around forever, something about watching the dinosaurs die out. Because at this point, all we can do is fight, fight, fight fight and wait for the people that have these opinions and these ways of looking at the world to kind of go away and i hate to feel that way
1: I do not hate to feel that
0: way I wish i i wish i wasn't like well let's wait for this fucking entire generation to disappear i really wish it, I it's didn't not the entire generation
1: it's the entire generation in power in power, yep. it, power it's the elected officials the it's, it's the the, the guy who's been congressman for 65 it, the, years
0: the nope. entire idea of when it became okay to attack children when it became okay to use children, fetuses, young women, et cetera, as political fodder has gotten so extremely out of control. Thank goodness for the world we live in now, because we have, technologically speaking, exponentially advanced for the last 30 years. I mean, it, it has advanced so quickly. And that means the kids that are kids right now, the kids that are in high school, that will not shut up about your dress code bullshit, that will oh my not God, keep- I love those kids. Oh my God, they're my favorite. Uh, that will not keep quiet about things like this. Think about this for a moment. Think about the fact that you are 15 years old, and 48 hours ago, you sat terrified in a closet, listening to bloodshed, terror, and gunshots happening around you. And you, I'm gonna cry, and you have the fucking chutzpah. To stand up 48 hours later and tell the entire world that our nation is broken. Can you imagine at 15 doing that? Because I can't.
1: No, I can't. I can't.
0: I, I mean, really, really can't. You take can. to the bottle. That's, that's I, what you do. I, 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 absolutely. I mean, that's what I would have done. I, I, that's what really? I did when Kurt Cobain died. Like, yeah. I don't even know how I would have dealt with that. And the fact that this is their reality and they have that kind of courage means not only is there hope for the future. Uh, but support these kids. Don't tear them down. When your child, despite the fact that the friggin' what is it, Needsville, fucking uh, the uh, school district in in Texas, the superintendent who is telling everybody that he is going to suspend students who participate in the April twentieth, look it up on Twitter, the April twentieth walkout for your school. He is saying he is going to completely unconstitutionally suspend these children, support your child if they want to go home that day. Understand that we have not fixed the problem and your child could be the thing that fixes the problem.
1: So I have a great list of events that these kids the have organized. Yeah, yes. Uh, on March 14th, there's a national school walkout. On March twenty fourth, it's March for your lives and that is all the grown-ups. Uh, yes. We have one in Pershing Square here in Los Angeles. And on 420, it's National High School Walkout, where they're just, they're just going to go. Yep. They're going to go. Uh, and if you're
0: not able to participate for whatever reason, we're orange.
1: We're mm-hmm. orange in solidarity
0: to say, yes, I'm with these and kids. if, on April 20th, if your child wants to walk out in a school district where you know damn well that your child is going to be suspended, accept the suspension let them do it. If this is something they really want to stand up for, let them stand up for it because they are literally standing up for their lives and every child who comes after them.
1: So the, the, the Parkland high school is called Stoneman Douglas and it is named after this, this amazing woman who was a huge proponent of the ERA and uh, it says, be a nuisance when it counts. Do your part to inform and stimulate the public to join your action. Be depressed, discouraged, disappointed at failures and the disheartening effect of ignorance, greed, and corruption, and bad politics. But never give up. I mean, these kids are really embodying what the the founder of their school or the, what their school was named after. They are. They're like, oh we can do this this is our opportunity now to really do absolutely
0: and look at the tradition that they they're bringing forward that tradition that many many conservatives are very you know use very much as a a background for as as a basis for their arguments uh, that is tradition that is that is keeping up with history and heritage, supporting yeah. that is heritage they're supporting where you come from
1: so talked about the kids talked about what the kids are doing talked about what the NRA is doing what is Trump doing here? Whoa. So, well, golfing. We'll start with golfing. We'll start with golfing. He, I mean, he did take a whole weekend off. Sure, but out somebody... Of, out of honor. But then he went right back. Somebody like,
0: buy him an outfit that fits. Uh, for crying out loud. If we got to look at your ass on the golf course every friggin' day.
1: Right? Less, less butt. <laughs> less, just less butt. So he is talking about banning bump stocks, which is a good start. Like, for the record, like, that's a great start. However, uh, Dems have been trying to get this through forever, for ages, for ages and ages and ages. And now suddenly he's like, oh, we could, what about stocks? You know what? I'll take it.
0: Because he's he's that guy when you're doing a project in school who doesn't do any of the work but takes all of the credit. All of the credit. Uh,
1: he has described active shooting drills as having a bad branding name. They should be called something else. I don't know what he thinks else they should be called, but that's how he's describing it is bad branding. And he's also blaming it on video games and movies because of the violence. So I got to tell you, I watch a lot of violent movies, and Mike plays a lot of violent video games. As do I. And I don't want to shoot anybody. Like, not a single person. Not one person do I want to shoot. Nope. Um, Australia has all of the same video games and all of the same movies and no shooting problems because they had one school shooting once and they changed the laws and it never fucking happened again. America exports... Entertainment to the rest of the world, and we are the only place with a gun problem like this. And also, Trump's rating system. Hey, guy, we have that. Oh, it's that's. I mean, you can take your little forty-five crocheted on your hand and like get the fuck out. Oh,
0: Let, my. let's talk about let's that. talk no. about that for a second. So we've got this this picture. Uh, Variety runs an article. That's where I read it at least, which is. Um, Let's recap what happened when he met with all of the families, et cetera. Uh, and you see this image. Now, at first, your thought is, oh, you know what? He's trying with his kid handwriting and his, you know, holding on to this piece of paper, extremely obviously showing the room his notes, which no, no respectable... Uh, a public speaker do, does. Do you
1: think that's his handwriting? I'm pretty sure that's oh, Hope no. Hicks' oh, handwriting. Oh, I'm sure
0: that's right. Absolutely, but that's what you know. That's what it's supposed to be. Trump sat down and wrote this down, and and you know what? First of all, eat me. Second of all, I love that the person who actually wrote this down for you is completely aware of your intelligence level and wrote this down as if you are an. Eh, Ninth grade and you're trying to interview somebody important because you have to write a paper because that's what that's what it seems like. And I and you've got his arm and sticking out is his cuff that has 45 embroidered on it. And all I can think is who is not punching this guy in the throat? at least once a week because you can't (laughs) deal with that kind of ridiculousness on it every single day. As though we have forgotten,
1: one, that you're president, and two, what number you are. It's all we talk about. It's all we think about. It radiates in the entire universe of ugliness. You don't need to advertise. You don't need to write your name on this building, fellow. We know you're there. We
0: got the memo. Thank you.
1: Also, last thing on Trump. Uh, you cannot both declare it a mental health problem and strip away mental health protections. You cannot have both. It's either a gun problem or a mental health problem. And if it's a gun problem, you got to get rid of the guns, and if it's a mental health problem, you need to provide mental health care.
0: I can't even like. And uh, you know the one thing that his the administration put out, stating that they were going to ensure that background checks get enforced, et cetera. Have you, again, I'm going to bring up SVU. Guys, I love SVU. Um, And I was talking about this recently with someone um, who has a lot of experience around guns. And do you understand that in some states, in some boroughs, in some towns, they've got thousands upon thousands of not only rape kits, but... Evidence from crimes that has not been tested because there's not enough money for it. That is part of what's happening with running background checks and medical checks on people that are looking for guns. And the truth is, they will tell you at a gun store. You know what? It's going to take ten days. It's going to come back. It's going to be fine. They're not going to check anything. Just hold out. You're going to get your. You're going to get your license. It is. In, it, it, I, I'm amazed that it's that simple. Because the truth is, about two years ago, three years ago, I had no clue. I knew how easy it was to get a gun on the street. I knew that I, I'm sure if I wanted to get a weapon tomorrow, I would have no problem finding a gun. I could pay someone so many hundred dollars and find a gun. I knew that could happen. I did not know that it was so easy to walk into a gun store and get a gun that you are not properly trained to use. That I didn't know. So I'm still like... Shocked. The idea that he is saying we are going to implement running all these background checks is bullshit because him and his administration know damn well that the state and local areas do not have the funds to run those background checks. They
1: can't do proper security checks and background checks of their own in-house people. How are they going to the the do it for the rest of the hey, world? How are going to do it for the rest of the world? Hey, Jared, we're talking about you. And, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I just, I, I just want to make the point that it is, it is extremely obvious, as much as that is part of the problem. That is the conversation. The conversation is that it is too easy for anybody to get a weapon in this country legally. That is the problem, and they're right. That is something we need to address. Um, it's, it's that one sentence of information that they're putting out there for you to believe in them again, that no one... Is actually going to support it means nothing. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is fake news.
1: <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. So real news. What uh, what else is happening as part of this fight for Commas gun reform? Um, every town for gun safety, which as it turns out is Mayor Bloomberg. Thanks, Eileen, for that information. I have no idea. Mm. Uh Every time for gun safety is doing a huge things right now. They are on a rage. They their Instagram following has surpassed uh, the NRA's in like the last four days. Mm-hmm. Um, they're throwing three, uh, two. They're they have two very separate campaigns that they're pushing right now. One is called "Throw Them Out." It's a March rally, donate, etc. And the other thing that they're doing is advertising the NRA contributions. They which are is amazing. Reg- that's where they, the yes. two-page, uh, the two-pager in the New York Times, that was from Every Everytown for Gun Safety. Uh, follow the money. It's absolutely about follow the trail of the money. Is your candidate accepting NRA mm-hmm. money? Is is your representative taking NRA money? And ask them about it. So they are really out there pushing and working really closely with Moms Demand Action yeah. and the Sandy Hook promise. Mm. So they, uh, every Everytown for Gun Safety, follow them, give them your money, and, uh, and help them out.
0: Uh, and let's just take a moment to uh, once again state that we live in a capitalist society. We live in a world that is run by money. And the truth is that where you spend your money and money and power tends to be the root of all evil. And it really does seem to be the the basis of every single uh, government uh, institution that is corrupt and falling apart. Uh, and it's it's – pay attention – Follow the money. Follow the money. Uh, you know, be be an activist with your wallet. Do your absolute best to pay attention to your areas and your districts, and what is actually happening with your taxes and with the people who are supporting the candidates that are available in your area.
1: There's a, a group called Drain the NRA that's doing a really great tr- Twitter campaign right now, uh, where they're releasing names of companies that give discounts for NRA members and they're asking for people to tweet at them every single day and they provide the messaging. But essentially it says, Hey, Avis. Hey, LifeLock. Why are you giving a discount to NRA members who are soaking up your blood money? So maybe stop doing that. And it, it uses the grab your wallet hashtag, and it, it uses you know, gun control now and so on, a couple of different versions, but that's uh, drain the NRA, so follow mm-hmm, them.
0: Mm-hmm. And let's, you know, let's take just a moment to say, listen, uh, NRA, NRA members, um, gun control is something that you should care about. It is something that you should be on the uh, protect society, civilian safety side of the argument. Uh, you really, that's where you should be. It should not be, uh, uh give it as unfettered many people, access. yeah, as much money as possible to ensure that you don't steal your guns. And I, I again, I, I don't think anybody wants to take your guns. If you are a, a responsible, legal gun owner and have been for many, many years, continue to support proper understanding of guns and society and safety and not, Oh my goodness. Don't take my guns away. They're not coming after your guns. But
1: also what are you doing with an assault rifle?
0: You don't need that. You, you don't need, need that. that. Uh, you should donate it. You should melt it. You should do something. You don't need an assault
1: rifle. Cause you are not at
0: war. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, there is, there are, and take a look right now. If you, if you haven't seen any of this, if you, if you're kind of hearing about it a little bit late, uh, take a look. Search the uh, the interwebs for the many, many statements given by uh, extremely highly trained military professionals, who uh, understand and are trying to explain to you the fear of using some of these weapons, uh, the training that goes into using them, and and the kind of mental capacity it takes to know that you are wielding a weapon of mass human destruction that you could kill tens of people very very quickly and what that means to someone who's even trained to do it take a look we're both very upset. Yeah. The, the, the overall Brought feel it down. of the room is real, real sad. Although I will say, I made a little note here while we were speaking oh, yeah, um, regarding uh, arming teachers, which again, fucking ridiculous reality check, you know, come on. Um, which is the only upside, you listed all those questions, the only upside I can think of to having uh, schools, public schools all over the place with some sort of armory is in an Zombie apocalypse situation. <laughs> At which point I feel like, okay, yeah, take note. There's that elementary school, and you know, when the zombies happen and everything's over, I can go there and maybe get some. And you know, the, the
1: anti-vaxxers are not going to be immune to the zombie. Uh, no, they're di- they're out.
0: So, so that's going
1: to be a lot more guns laying around. There's be
0: guns all over the place because that's a large portion of people that are not going to be armed. Which is something I totally do. Whenever I take a road trip, I'm like, mm, "There's a military base. Cool, Navy. <laughs> if something happens, I'm case. hitting the right it on the corner, right? You gotta and orient then I'm going yourself. There. Right. And for
1: me, it's Costco.
0: It's Costco and those giant super like WalMarts. Yeah. Which you know what? If again, apocalypse situation,
1: I much prefer the giant super
0: Targets. Absolutely, but, but, but sure. The target doesn't sell guns. Uh,
1: yeah. At least not here. Yeah, that's that's fair. Right. Okay. Well, you know, you know what? Big five. We'll go big five.
0: Big five. It's big five. Wherever still have Got machetes and like cereal. That's where I'm. I'm. <laughs> I like yeah, it. Setting up shop.
1: Okay. Well, I think I think we've covered we've covered guns oh, so for tired. now. So <laughs> political minute. Political minute with noodles. After after all of that, there's still politics. more politics. Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna focus on. I had three things. I'm gonna. Okay. You know what? I lied. I had four things, but I'm going to only do three. Um, Twitter. Twitter has very recently purged a ton of Russian bots. They're like, oh, you're not a real person. Get out. And oh my God, there's so many people upset about it. The pro-Trumpers are like, I keep losing followers. Where have all my followers gone? They fake. They weren't real That's where all your followers (laughs) gone. They fake. And they're like, they're sending out these calls for help to other MAGA supporters. Or are like, hey, like and follow back, everybody. Like, cause seriously? Seriously, are you advertising your artwork on Twitter that you want people to look at it? Maybe, maybe put out real content and real people would follow you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Two, the 30-plus additional charges against Manafort. This is today. 30-plus additional charges, and you know what they are? Tax evasion and money laundering. It's always about always. the money. Forensic accounting is our favorite thing that's ever existed. Right here, this is your Teflon Don nonsense right here. What did he go what did Al Capone go down for? <laughs> Fucking, Fucking
0: tax, tax evasion.
1: evasion. Here it comes, buddy, tax evasion. Cause you know they got their money tucked away places and one of them is gonna start you talking. Know
0: what it is? The IRS does not fuck around.
1: You know what? They don't care about my 50 bucks, but they care about your 30
0: million.
1: Here they come. Um, So those are other things. I do want to talk about something that's actually happening right here in our district. Very exciting. So I am a member of uh, Indivisibles of Sherman Oaks, which was started by this wonderful, brilliant, uh, motivated, driven woman, Carolyn. And... And um, we are hosting a candidates forum on the 28th to fill the Assembly District 45 seat. So we have seven of the eight candidates who are running, are joining our forum. I don't know what the eighth person is doing. Maybe you want to show up. Just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hosting the panel. Yay. Which is super exciting. We are doing some pre-organized questions. We're taking questions from the audience. I'm going to say a lot of things. I'm going to read off index cards. I'm hopefully going to be well prepared. I feel like I'm going to be well prepared because I read Pitch Perfect and there it is. talks about panels. Full circle. So I'm excited about moderating for the first time. We all know so I can keep sad. talking. I'm but so I think my biggest you. challenge is going to be to not keep talking. and Just let other people talk. But I feel like, you know, no, I'll, you're gonna do it. I'll yeah. practice gonna between be now and then. Uh, I'm really excited. So that's on the 28th at 7 o'clock at CSUN if you live in District 45. So that is Reseda, Encino, Tarzana, Northridge, Granada Hills, Bell Canyon, uh, Woodland Hills. It's basically the entire West Valley. Come out. See us. Uh, We will promote this again. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. DM us for information. I will send you as much information as you could ever possibly need because I would really like to see that room filled with people who vote. And yes.
0: who know me? Because that would make me feel better on stage. And you know what? Feel totally comfortable to picture me in my panties. Are they adorable panties? Always.
1: Well, all right, I'm Always.
0: in. Sold. Yeah. No. We. I am super, super excited. You're going to be amazing. I am. I'm almost a little jealous because yay panel moderation. That's like. That's like the big. That's a life
1: skill. That is
0: a life skill. Like you would not believe. That is fantastic. That's gonna be so. I think it's gonna be so much fun. When we get it
1: uh, invited to Comic Con with hosted everything next year.
0: You know that's my long time. I I know that's what I'm saying. We we will
1: have then those skills on our resume. Oh God,
0: yeah, guys. To be honest, we are at a hundred, an hour and eight minutes right now. feels like a hundred. It feels like a hundred. And to be honest, I'm really proud of us for not over uh, running on a tangent in certain things. I think we were obviously very passionate, but uh, these are the main points of things we want to say. So we want to hear your responses to these. These Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know how you feel about these things, if you think that you have any sort of uh, opposing argument to any of our opinions. And I do, I'm just thinking about this right now. I assume that Noodle is going to be cool with it. I uh, any, any children, if you were under the age of 18 and you are a student, and you happen to hear this, and you want to tell a story, uh, email us. I will put all the links and our things. Oh, fuck Uh, yeah. Please let us know what's going on in your school, because we are so extremely supportive of everything you are doing. Uh, Thank you. And
1: uh, And God knows we've done the research, so...
0: we're we happy to brain dump for you. We we are super excited to share your story and let other people know what you're dealing with and what you might be doing in your school and in your community to kind of uh, do your best to make things better, which is what we all should be doing. We thank you guys for listening. For Chacharone, I am Candy. And I'm Noodle. And we thank you guys so much. We will see you next month. Bye. Bye.